Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. We are between guests. All the bowl-bound coaches are dropping by. Mac Brown of the Tar Heels, Will Healy of the 49ers, Sam Washington of the Aggies still to come, Sean Clark of the Mountaineers, Dave Clawson of the Demon Deacons. Dickie V drops by live in about 90 minutes. Your phone calls now, including on our Santa Claus question of the day. We will play Santa Claus later when we give away a pair of tickets to the Carolina Hurricanes home game against the Washington Capitals on December 28th. Only try to win if you're available. These are really good lower-level seats. That is the same night as the college football playoff semifinals, so make sure you don't win and allow those to go to waste. A little bit later, we'll give away the Canes tickets and play Santa Claus. Right now, you can answer our Santa Claus-inspired question of the day as we get to some National Signing Day stuff in college football. UNC's trip to number two in the nation, Gonzaga, and that is without Cole Anthony recovering from knee surgery. Zion Williamson is closing in on his NBA debut after missing all of this time because of his own knee surgery, actually similar surgery to what Cole Anthony just went through. Four to six week recovery period. Zion Williamson is coming up on almost two months of his recovery period for the New Orleans Pelicans of the NBA after his sensational season with the Duke Blue Devils. The MLS is coming to North Carolina. The Carolina Hurricanes are one of the hottest teams in hockey. They have won five of their last six and six of their last eight. They're so hot, in fact, they're one of the answers to the question of the day, or at least one of the most popular answers. As we come back to your calls, who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of, quote, delivering something special, Santa Claus style, in the 2020 calendar year. Most popular answer so far, the Canes coming off a run to the Eastern Conference Finals last year and arguably an even better version of themselves this year. And the Duke Blue Devils, we've seen them win it all five times under Mike Krzyzewski. They're high in the polls again. They have a star-studded freshman class again. They still have the GOAT pushing all the right buttons in practice every day. Duke basketball, Canes hockey among the leading answers to the question of the day. Who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of delivering something special in the 2020 calendar year, you can be next at 1-800-849-2761. More on the Tar Heels trip to Gonzaga a little bit later. One thing I promised since today is National Signing Day in college football. And we'll get to Ben and Jansen and others who are calling in at 1-800-849-2761. For decades, National Signing Day was the first Wednesday in February. In recent years, it has become this mid-December Wednesday as commitments, which again mean nothing in the eyes of the NCAA. You could have been committed since you were in eighth grade. The first time you can sign on the dotted line as a high school player in the sport of football is this mid-December in the new calendar anyway. National letter of intent is binding, verbal commitment non-binding, so of course it's a very big day. Probably in some years, 90% of high school seniors who will enroll this coming calendar year make their decisions official on a day like this or at least in this early period at some point. So it's a very big day. Not everybody loves following recruiting, but this next factoid might encourage you or discourage you from flushing the concept entirely. Counting the current year, where, of course, Oklahoma and LSU, who play each other on December 28th, and Ohio State and Clemson, who play each other on December 28th. Counting this year's national champion. Obviously, it will come from those four, and they are all recruiting superpowers, in case you had not known. Counting this year's college football national champion, there are 18 straight such champions 
who had at least one top 10 recruiting class on their rosters when they won it all, and most of those had multiple top 10 recruiting classes on hand in the season that they won it all. Now, again, you could stack top 10 class on top of top 10 class. That doesn't mean you're going to be handed anything. It doesn't mean you're guaranteed a national title. But I think there's something noteworthy in there that for the 18th year in a row, it is going to be essentially a recruiting superpower where that even if individual players are misranked every year in significant numbers, hidden gem becomes star, five-star prospects become duds, happens all the time. But the team rankings, whereas nothing is given, nothing is guaranteed, 18 straight says something. Maybe you shouldn't ignore entirely the results on a day like this. So who is having a top 10 class this year as the letters of intent continue to come in? Long story short, most of the same names you'd probably guess, even if you don't pay attention to recruiting. Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. But, you know, it all depends on which one you're looking at, but top four. Clemson, Alabama, LSU, and Ohio State. Let's see, that's three of the four in this year's Final Four of the college football playoff. And one, Alabama, who made five straight college football playoffs but ended up on the outside looking in this year. So familiar names for sure. Recruiting superpowers tend to stay recruiting superpowers. Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State. Georgia is in the top ten again. Florida is in the top ten again. Oklahoma is in the final four. And, yes, on signing day in the top ten again. Auburn is in the top ten. And then I'll give shout-outs to two schools – that are not winning as much right now. Winning, yes, but not winning at the level of Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Auburn. Most of the time, young men want to sign places that have a shot at the national title. Where do most of the most highly recruited guys go? They want to know they can play. They want to know they can have a chance, at least at the NFL, have a chance at a conference title and, more importantly, a national title. Well, if you're a school here in North Carolina, you've never won an FBS-level national championship. So you might ask a guy to take a leap of faith. You know, you're the kind of guy that can get School A or School B here in North Carolina to the next level. But you all know that's a harder sales pitch. In any aspect of life, it is a harder sales pitch. Would you be skeptical of the brand-new pharma company that nobody's ever heard of and they think they have the wonder drug when you know if you take the pharma job with company number one that has the largest market share and the best science to back up their best drug and you're just sort of stepping into a winning situation yes some people will take the higher risk type job most people want to go to the places that are already Top of the line, already championship caliber, already industry leaders. Clemson, Alabama, LSU, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida, Oklahoma, Auburn. Top 10 recruiting classes and also largely top 10 style results on the field in recent years. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M and Tom Herman at Texas are at schools with incredible resources. But they're recruiting two teams that just went 7-5. and five. So imagine trying to recruit head-to-head, and of course it happens. Whatever league you're in, you recruit against the other top teams in your league on a regular basis. Whatever state you're in, you recruit against the other top programs in your state on a regular basis. And winning matters. Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M, only 7-5, and five, only in his second year there, 
And Tom Herman, only 7-5 and five with the Texas Longhorns, only his third year there. They're the only guys who are in the process of signing top 10 recruiting classes without being in a position to say, we're already top 10 programs. Why wouldn't you want to join us? The sales pitch, we think you can help us get to that next level, is always harder than the sales pitch. We're already there, dude. They're lined up around the corner to sign with me at Clemson, with me at Alabama, with me at Ohio State. And if you don't take this scholarship, the line is around the corner of somebody else who wants that same scholarship at that same position. 18 straight college football national champions have at least one top 10 recruiting class on hand when they win it all, and most three or four top classes, top 10 classes on hand when they win it all. To get into that mix at some point, recent history tells us you better sign a top 10 class. Today is a reminder that it's most of the familiar suspects signing the top 10 classes. Just outside the top 10, Michigan, Penn State, Notre Dame, more brand names, right? So credit to the Longhorns and Tom Herman, the Aggies of a and of A&M, and Jimbo Fisher. They took the path less traveled. They figured out a way to sign a top 10 class, even though their seven and five results on the field didn't automatically generate that same kind of excitement. 1-800-849-2761. The biggest in-state development as we come to your calls, infamously a high percentage. In my 33 years covering this, our state, sadly, in football has been an example, an infamous example, of a high percentage of the best high school football prospects choosing out-of-state schools. Now, you all know, if you've been around for any length of time in North Carolina, if there is a superstar based in North Carolina, in college basketball, and that guy has offers from Duke and or Carolina and or State and or Wake, are they leaving? Almost never. Chris Paul ended up at Wake Forest as a high school in-state prospect, right? Way back, Michael Jordan from Wilmington Laney. He didn't go out of state. He signed with Dean Smith and the North Carolina Tar Heels. The, you know, Wendell Moore, freshman at Duke, in-state guy, signed with the Blue Devils. You could go on and on and on. Why do young men who have offers in-state, the legendary David Thompson from Shelby, North Carolina, signed with NC State? Why leave your state? If, depending on your generation, there's one or two or three mega programs in your state, you could challenge for the national title without leaving your state. You could challenge for a, an ACC or conference title without leaving your state. You could develop yourself under a great coach for the NBA without leaving your state, right? College basketball, there are stars who left, right? But even at a somewhat lower level, somebody like Steph Curry from the Charlotte area stayed in state at a level lower than the ACC, becoming the superstar for the Davidson Wildcats, again, on North Carolina soil. The contrast between those high school basketball seniors who are prep All-Americans and almost always stay and the high school football All-Americans who almost always leave is striking. And it's not mere coincidence, folks, if you can't connect these dots, if you're so down on recruiting that you can't connect these dots, you're just living in la-la land. Duke and State and Carolina all have multiple national championships in basketball. Nobody in our state has a single FBS-level national title in football. It's not the only thing kids think about. 
They want to know if you can, you'll play them. They want to know if you can help them get to the NFL. But they also think, can I win a conference title there? Can I compete for a national title there? Those answers in basketball are all smiley faces. Those answers in football are often question marks. I'm happy to report that five of the top 11 in-state prospects, that's like according to consensus rankings, where you just average all the different evaluators out there, five of the top 11 in-state high school senior football prospects are staying in, six of 11, five to the Tar Heels. So it's, it's the headline 1A is that for a change, the majority of top high school seniors are staying with in-state programs. Headline 1B is that there's a new sheriff in town, and his name is Mac Brown. And he did the same thing in the late 80s and early 90s. He took over a struggling program. He connected with recruits and their families and their high school coaches. He built the Tar Heels from bad to eight straight winning seasons, a whole bunch of bowl games, eventually big bowl games, eventually top 10 and top five national finishes where few in our state have ever been at the FBS level in football. But Mac Brown took the Tar Heels there twice in the later part of the 1990s at the end of what he had built over a decade there. Five of the top 11 consensus in-state players have signed with the North Carolina Tar Heels. That has Mac is back screaming. They made a bowl game in his first year. They found Sam Howell. Who wouldn't want to catch passes from that guy who's going to be around for at least two more years, right? They're winning enough to be interesting. And then Mac Brown's sales pitches, you can be the kind of guy, the cupboard's not bare, Sam Howell and others are back. You can be the kind of guy that takes the Tar Heels from just six and six and a bowl to something better than that. And maybe eventually something like the run that he put together in the 1990s. The last I saw in the national rankings, again, our state's programs do not often end up in the top 25 of the college football national signing day recruiting rankings the last i saw unc was ranked number 16 this year for mac brown to do that in what is basically his first full recruiting class remember what they signed a year ago was in the midst of a transition i mean you know mac brown was hired what around thanksgiving or whatever it was i can't remember exactly you got less than a month to put together your recruiting class it's more larry fedora's class than your class but he did flip sam howell remember florida state commitment to the tar heels so mac got it going soon after his arrival and now with a whole year to build a class last i saw number 16 in the national rankings that is about as good as it gets for in-state programs and again the high percentage staying Clemson still got two of our top in-state prospects Texas A&M you remember, remember Moose Muhammad's son plays in Charlotte a wide receiver he ended up signing with Jimbo Fisher and Texas A&M Ohio State got one NC State got one South Carolina got one but again a better day than usual for those who want to see the top high school seniors in football stay in the great state of North Carolina. 1-800-849-2761. Frank in Nightdale, North Carolina, wants in on the Santa Claus question of the day. Who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of, quote, delivering something special, Santa Claus style, in the 2020 calendar year? Frank, welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Thank you. It's nice to be on. Thank you, sir. I, I go along with Duke and uh, Carolina Hurricanes. Yeah. Those are your top two. Those are my top two as well. I hope they have a lot of company because I like when our teams do great things. But Duke in college hoops and the Canes in the NHL, I don't know who has a better chance of a special season than those two in different sports. 
pick them because I always figure you know what you're talking about. <laughs> Man, I wish I wish I could give you like my March Madness picks every year, Frank, and guarantee you that they were right. I love that sport. I cover it closely. But no matter how hard I try, I still screw up half the time. I did get Virginia right when many were down on the Cavaliers, so hopefully I helped to win a bracket last year. But thanks for the confidence you put in me here at the David Glenn Show. Thanks to Frank and Nightdale. Actually, those are the two leading vote-getters. Who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of delivering something special in 2020? Come April, the Duke Blue Devils will have as good a chance as anyone of cutting down the nets. Coach K getting a sixth title now that he's in his early 70s. It could happen with this team. There are another half a dozen teams with just as good a chance, but they're out-of-state teams. Duke in-state fits that bill for sure. And the Carolina Hurricanes are playing tremendous hockey. Knock on wood, if they stay healthy, they have a chance at a second straight great postseason run. Ben and Benson has college basketball of a different sort on his mind. Welcome to the David Glenn Show. Go right ahead. Hey, DG. Thanks for taking my call. But I will have to say uh, Wes Moore and his lady Pat to do something special this year. I think that's a good point. Where What are they up to in the national rankings, by the way? I think number nine. Yeah. You're in the top ten, baby. You've got a chance. And I'd love to see that happen. We have had NCAA women's basketball champions in North Carolina. And Wes Moore is one heck of a coach. And the Wolfpack has been in the running for that on his watch multiple times. I don't know if this is his best team. Maybe you would know better than I, Ben. But think about it. In men's basketball, as I say, Duke has a great chance to you know, be the answer to this question. So does Ohio State. So does Louisville of the ACC. So does Kansas of the Big 12. So does Michigan State of the Big 10. So does Gonzaga, by the way. Uh, we haven't often had the national champion come from outside what they sometimes call the top six conferences in basketball. We use power five in football. You know, the Big East produces Villanova, which has had two national titles just recently. But Gonzaga of the West Coast Conference is a serious national title contender. In fact, remember, think of the contrast, and I'll let you continue if you want, Ben, on the Wolfpack women. Think of the contrast trying to think, get my dates right. It was the 2017 NCAA title game. So it's Roy Williams with a loaded roster going up against Mark Few of Gonzaga who had his own loaded roster. And it was a nail-biter, and the Tar Heels needed to come back to win, and that was Roy Williams' third NCAA title. Folks, if you tune in tonight, it's going to look nothing like the 2017 NCAA title game because guess what? Mark Few's roster is loaded again, and Roy Williams' roster looks like a ghost town compared to what he usually has during his time in Chapel Hill. That is a national TV game tonight, UNC at Gonzaga. Duke and NC State and even Wake Forest have had something to celebrate lately. The Tar Heels are in crisis mode, 6-4 and four start, anemic offensive numbers, and now injuries to starters Cole Anthony out four to six weeks after knee surgery. Also, Leaky Black lost, missed that uh, home loss to Wofford the other day. Duke hosts Wofford tomorrow, uh, yeah, tomorrow night. NC State visits Auburn tomorrow night. The Wake Forest can keep its winning ways against uh, North Carolina A&T this weekend. The Tar Heels are the only one of those truly in crisis mode. I don't think Wake's going to have a great year, but the Tar Heels, by their standards, may be in big, big trouble. I looked back, by the way, at the only Roy Williams team in three decades to miss the NCAA tournament. That team 
in 2010 at Carolina, 10 years ago, actually had more talent than this team has without Cole Anthony. You know, if you like Garrison Brooks, have you been around Darren Vaught long enough to remember some of these names from 10 years ago? So, you know, I always defend Garrison Brooks as a quality ACC sure. player for the Tar Heels. Deion Thompson was a rough equivalent 10 years ago for Roy yeah. Williams on a bad <laughs> team. Remember, they, his only example, 29 trips in 30 years. His only example was the 2010 Tar Heels, the year after the exodus from the 2009 National Champions. All right, so Deion Thompson 10 years ago, pretty good player, you know, quality player. Not, no, NBA lottery pick, but quality player. Garrison Brooks of this year kind of fits that description. How about this for a parallel? I'd argue the most talented player from the Tar Heels of 10 years ago was a young big man named Ed Davis. Right. Do you know what happened to Ed Davis? I'm not kidding now. Major injury missed roughly half the season. Sound familiar? Cole Anthony, four to six weeks. If you miss six weeks, you're getting closer and closer to missing half the season, right? Similarly, like Will Graves was one of the other top scorers for the Tar Heels 10 years ago. Um, Larry Drew was the starting point guard. Think of Carolina's point guard tradition from Phil Ford and others in the 1970s through Ray Felton and Ty Lawson and Marcus Page and, uh, I mean, holy Kendall Marshall. The point guard tradition of that school is insane. And the one year they really basically got caught without a point guard, they missed the NCAA tournament. Cole Anthony has played and will play again, assumedly, although you've seen on social media and even in some headlines, will Cole Anthony and his family pull the plug? Remember when that happened when Zion got hurt? Oh, when you know you're going to be a lottery pick, why come back from your injury? Why should Zion come back from his exploding shoe last year and his injured his his injury? You know, why not just protect your status as a high first-round NBA draft pick? Well, Zion did come back. And by all accounts, Cole Anthony, remember, he's not a novice at this. His dad is former college star and NBA player Greg Anthony, former point guard. So he'll be well advised. Uh, But I expect Cole Anthony to be back. Fascinating, though, the parallels of the Tar Heels of 10 years ago who did end up in the NIT and the Tar Heels of this year. What's weird is Tyler Zeller was a young big man on that same Carolina team 10 years ago. John Henson was a young big man on that same Carolina team 10 years ago that missed the NCAA tournament. That team actually had more overall talent when you look at it. Some of it was young talent, kind of like a freshman center. Armando Baycott is not yet ready to be the man right now, although you can envision Baycott in the NBA someday. Similarly, 10 years ago, as young guys, Zeller and Henson, when Ed Davis had that major injury, they just weren't ready to be the man yet. I mean, they both ended up being high NBA draft picks, but they weren't ready yet when the Tar Heels needed him to be. You know, Dexter Strickland, Leslie McDonald, the Ware twins. I mean, it, it, was, it was the anomaly in Roy Williams' three decades of coaching. And sure enough, he missed the NCAA tournament, or he, although he did end up as the runner-up in the NIT. More of your phone calls on the other side. We also have Canes tickets to give away. We will play Santa Claus and give away the Canes tickets. As we come to your Santa Claus question of the day answers, who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of, quote, delivering something special? See what I did there? In the 2020 calendar year, Duke basketball probably getting the most answers. 
Canes hockey getting a lot of support as well. The North Carolina Courage women's professional soccer team is the best in the world, so they would be a safe bet in 2020 as well. Good work by Gary and Wilson on that one. You can chime in with your answer. Did you know the Carolina Panthers, despite their down season, are sending two players to the Pro Bowl? I believe that one of those two may already be the greatest in franchise history, and the other of the two eventually will join that short list. More on that NFL headline with more of your calls, including the Santa Claus question of the day. That's next on The David Glenn Show. I would never be so competitive, so childish, that I would actually keep track of my record as a coach in youth soccer. I mean, that would be ridiculous. So when I think about my 78 wins, two losses, and four ties, <laughs> not that I was keeping track or anything. Stay with us on The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to The David Glenn Show. The legendary Dick Vitale on college basketball live in about 60 minutes. We have a Santa Claus question of the day allowing for your participation. We are playing Santa Claus and giving away a pair of tickets to the Capitals at Hurricanes game on December 28th at PNC Arena. Don't try to win unless you know you're willing to watch hockey on the night of the college football playoff semifinals. Here's how we're going to do the Canes tickets, Darren, as I get to play Santa Claus and give away a pair of tickets. And as the Santa Claus question of the day remains this, who in the North Carolina sports world has the best chance of Santa Claus style delivering something special in the 2020 calendar year? The Duke Blue Devils of Mike Krzyzewski come March probably will be even better than they are right now, and they're a top-five team. They have a great chance of delivering something special in the form of whatever, ACC title, Final Four, maybe another national championship. That would be number six for Coach K and the Devils. Another popular answer, the Carolina Hurricanes. They've won five of their last six, six of their last eight, often against playoff teams, often against on the road. What they're doing right now is truly sensational, and that's after a sensational year last season. The Carolina Hurricanes, a popular answer to the Santa Claus question of the day. Here's what intern Philip will have to sort out as our intern emeritus from Appalachian State University takes your calls right now. If you want to win Canes tickets, call us right now. Tell Philip this. Darren, do you happen to remember, after four years as a producer on The David Glenn Show, there are a lot of personal and professional things that I think you would know. You and I have become very close friends by my description. I hope you feel the same. You're a huge part of the Glenn family. I know a lot about you. You know a lot about me. True. Not all of it would we share on the radio. <laughs> but the fun stuff, I don't think we have any parameters on what we would not share, no. right? Without saying it out loud, would you know that I have a favorite reindeer of Santa Claus? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You would know that. Yeah, and I would I would describe it as being very on-brand. On-brand, perhaps even politically correct, but frankly, it comes from the heart, and yeah, it's, it, it really comes from an innocent place. I won't say the name of my favorite reindeer, but it does reflect a significant part of who I am to my core, for better or for worse. I'll leave that up to all of you. I believe there are nine Santa Claus reindeer. There's a famous one leading the way. Who, who shall remain nameless. And then there are eight helpers whose names are all incorporated into the poem and hence the song, right? 
on blank, now blank, now blank and blank. Oh, blank and blank, oh, blank and blank. And it goes on and on and on. I don't want to say them out loud because it's part of the trivia. Here's what you have to do to win the Canes tickets on December 28th. Again, please, if you're going to be watching college football that night instead, win a different day, tickets to a different game. I made the mistake myself of planning dinner reservations on the 28th when, of course, everybody who knows me knows that I will be watching both Ohio State-Clemson and LSU against Oklahoma. I am sorry, Alan, Rivka, and the lovely and talented Maria that I have to bail on that particular commitment. We will find a different date to have our holiday dinner together. So you got to be available on the 28th. These are lower-level tickets. Uh, they cannot, under any circumstances, go to waste. So here's what we'll have to do, Darren. We're going to ask the Santa Claus-related trivia along with a Canes trivia question. And you got to go two for two to win. So let's see. Let's go with – where am I going to go here? How about, how, about a, how about a Thomas in Clayton? Thomas in Clayton, can you hear me? Thomas, are you there? Thomas and Clayton, can you hear me? Are you there, buddy? It's David Glenn. My name is on the show. Can you hear me? All right. I got to go to somebody else. Thomas and Clayton. <laughs> he was can't. there. It sounded like he Thomas was Thomas and Clayton answer. cannot hear me. Let me try Greg and Durham. Greg and Durham, can you hear me? Greg and Durham, are you there? Greg and Durham, are you there? Jansen and Raleigh, are you there? Darren? Tommy, can you hear me? Is a famous Who song. Jansen and Raleigh, are you there? Uh, this is Jansen, yes, sir. All right. I don't know what's going on there. That means it's not our technological problems. Maybe they just thought they were on hold uh, or they were going through the dry cleaning window at exactly the wrong time. Jansen, uh, how is your Canes-related trivia knowledge? Fairly good, I'd say. I've actually won cane tickets from you in the past, oh, so I uh, feel pretty good about my chances. All right. How would your reindeer-related trivia be? I know the song, if that counts. All right, that's pretty good. Uh, you do not have to know my favorite reindeer to win the prize, but since there are nine and since there are four Carolina Hurricanes who currently have more than 30 points, how about this? Can you name four of Santa's nine reindeer? Dasher, Vancey, Prancer, and Vixen. Very well done. Would you like to uh, hazard a guess as to which of those is my favorite reindeer? Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, or Vixen. The other correct answers would have been Comet, uh, Comet, Cupid, Dunder, and Blixum, with, of course, Rudolph being number nine or number one in your heart, perhaps. Uh, would you care, do you know me well enough to know, would my favorite reindeer be Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, or Vixen? Man, I've been a pretty loyal listener for the past year or two, but... Uh... Uh, I'm going to be pretty honest. I have no idea, but I'll go with Dancer. You seem kind of like a uh, dancing kind I of I respect guy. that. That's good logic, good SAT logic. I do like dancing. I am not personally <laughs> a very good dancer, uh, but I enjoy others dancing. Um, I bring up enough supermodels and related luminaries of the female form that Vixen happens to be my all-time favorite reindeer simply for that indefensible reason. I know it's, in, it's politically incorrect. I love Rudolph, for the record. I have nothing against bright red noses leading Santa's sleigh through the night, but I've just always laughed that one of the reindeer's names is Vixen, and that has long been my favorite. Fortunately, Jansen's reindeer knowledge, along with the Canes knowledge he's about to drop, is going to make him a winner. Can you tell us two... Of those four canes that, as we speak, have more than 30 points. 
Okay, Jansen, Jansen, can you tell us of the four Canes that have 30 or more points, tell us two of the four. Sebastian Ajo and Andre Sveshnikov. That is correct. <laughs> the other correct answers would have been Tavo Teravainen and Dougie Hamilton. All have at least 33 points so far in this still relatively young season. Jansen went four for four with the reindeer, and he got the necessary two out of four with the top-scoring Canes. That means he and a friend will be headed to the Canes at, or the Capitals at the Canes game, December 28th at PNC Arena. Thank you for persisting through the confusion there, Jansen. We are happy to send you to a game. Do you get to go a lot, or are we going to be one of your maiden voyages? I, I go a good bit, actually. Right. Um, I've got some family members who have, uh, who have season tickets, but unfortunately I don't get to go all the time. All right. But uh, I will take my, my fiancé, who... We are actually getting married a week after the game. Look at that, that will be now. a nice little uh, wedding present. So, frankly, Jansen, we set this up because we had heard about you and your fiancé, and, and in the spirit of the holiday season, we made sure that you won. It's a good thing you knew the answer to that reindeer trivia, man, because we wanted to give you guys a wedding gift, and that would have been hard to explain to your future wife if you couldn't come up with a vixen in the heat of the moment. Uh, thanks for playing, and tweet us if you can. Maybe you and your fiancé in a photo when you attend the December 28th game. We are at David Glenn Show. If you're on Twitter, please join the fun with us there. Quick reminder to others who want to win Canes tickets, whereas Jansen and his fiance are headed to the December 28th game, you can win by playing on Twitter, hashtag Canes with DG. The grand prize for that is that you get my four on-the-glass seats, my personal seats. Jansen gets our show seats, which are very good and in the lower level. My seats, personally, are in the front row, on the glass. And once a year and only once a year, a participant in our online Twitter, Canes with DG contest, gets to use those seats with or without me, sometimes joining me for dinner beforehand. It's hashtag Canes with DG. All you need to do is find a Hurricanes-themed photo or logo or whatever Use the hashtag Canes with DG. That's me, DG. Hashtag Canes with DG. Could be a cute photo of your kid wearing a Canes jersey. Maybe you were at a game and took a photo with Stormy or our friends in the Carolina Storm Squad, the, the Hurricane Storm Squad. Regardless, as long as it's a Canes-themed post and attachment with your tweet, use the hashtag Canes with DG. It not only makes you eligible for the grand prize toward the end of the season, it makes you eligible for the once-a-week prize that we have been giving out throughout this season so far. Two lower-level tickets to an upcoming Carolina Hurricanes game. Again, remember to use the hashtag CanesWithDG on Twitter. And remember to listen to the radio program, noon to three statewide, in almost 300 North Carolina cities and towns. We give away plenty of tickets here on the air as well. Another pair, Darren, don't let me forget. We have one more pair to the same game. Capitals at Canes, December 28th. We will give those away on tomorrow's program. Is that all right with you? You going to be with me tomorrow, or are you running off uh, gallivanting no, with the I'm, High Point Panthers again? I'm here uh, through the rest of the week, although I'm at High Point tonight for a game. But I'm here for the show through the rest of the week. Go Panthers. I know Valpo is in town, right? Yeah. Maybe Tubby Smith and the boys can grab a win this evening. Uh, do you have a favorite reindeer? Or, I mean, Rudolph's the easy answer, right? Yeah, you have to be you have to be kind of twisted to just go and pick <laughs> pick Vixen. Well, based off the name because alone, Rudolph's the only one with with distinguishing features. Best best I know, the rest of them are are all pretty similar. That's true. Could I pick Vixen out of a reindeer lineup? Right? <laughs> Probably not. I just like the name. 
<laughs> does does it work that way in real life? I hope not. 1-800-849-2761. If they remade Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 2019, are we so politically correct that they would have to rename one of the nine reindeers? Reindeer? No S on the end. Plural. No, no S-A-T <laughs> law. Would they be allowed to call one Vixen, or sure. would they, we have to change that? Yeah, you can still you have a Dasher. To the, the theme of the name, I think. You could still have a Dasher. You could still have a Dancer. You could have a Prancer. You could have a Comet. You could certainly have a Cupid. Another good answer to who's your favorite reindeer, Cupid, right? I mean, who doesn't like Cupid? Dunder, Blixum, they may change Vixen. It's okay for a hair metal band in the 1980s. But come 2019, man, that may be too much for some to handle. 1-800-849-2761. If you've ever watched Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it is filled with politically incorrect references. An authority figure, an authority figure, makes fun of Rudolph for his red nose. Are you kidding me? It's one thing when Rudolph is playing with his contemporaries. Like, in the real world, little kids make fun of each other just for being different. And then those with good parents learn that that's wrong, and those with bad parents never learn that that's wrong, and they just keep doing it. But little kids, yeah, they were going to make fun of Rudolph. Oh, we all have black noses, and you have a red one. And, of course, kids are going to make fun of that. It would be like the principal coming in and joining the kids. Making fun of the, the kid for, like, not having the right shoes or having patches in their jeans or something like that. That's in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. You're aware of that. Oh, yeah. If you ever have children, you have to talk them through that part. That movie did not age well. The coach came in and joined the kid's side as they were mocking and demeaning Rudolph. Santa gets in on it, too. Can to, you believe that? To one degree that? or another, he comes around by the end. Multiple authority figures on the wrong side of history. Where have I seen that before? 1-800-849-2761. More Santa Claus with your calls next. Christian Leitner, thanks for joining us. It's been less than a week since the I Hate Christian Leitner 30 for 30. The final product of the movie was absolutely awesome. I love every second of it. Maybe I'm not seeing the same thing everyone else is seeing, but I thought the movie was awesome and I loved it. Keep it here on The David Glenn Show. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Darren, you do know that on our final live show before Christmas, we, for example, play that famous scene with Bill Murray and Scrooge toward the end of the movie, along with Jimmy V's ESPY speech, and I would have to say the Blues Brothers introductory song for every day here at the David Glenn Show. It is the only other piece of audio that you are guaranteed to hear on a regular basis. Jimmy V and the ESPY speech, Scrooge with Bill Murray in the spirit of the holiday season, and then the Blues Brothers every day. Did you see Amazon stole my song for one of their holiday commercials? Can you believe that? There's reindeer-related trivia coming from Asheville, North Carolina. Did you know that Rudolph's dad is one of the other eight reindeer? Is that true, or are they pulling my holiday leg? I don't know. Is Blitzen... Uh, we haven't been able to verify yet. He said that Blitzen, Blitzen is supposedly Rudolph's, is dad. Rudolph's father. Just yeah. to be clear with everybody, 
it has become a famous tradition here on the statewide David Glenn show. The last live show before Christmas, we do play the Christmas movie game. I am not encouraging that today. We will have more time for phone calls. We do have Dick Vitale, the legendary ESPN voice, joining us on college basketball in about 45 minutes. UNC is at number two Gonzaga tonight, but without Cole Anthony, who knows what Roy Williams has, not only tonight, but in the coming weeks without the star freshman point guard. We'll get into a lot of college hoops with Dickie V. We still will have our traditional pre-Christmas live show. It'll be this coming Monday where we talk about the best. We actually love Christmas movies so much, Darren. Do you know this by heart after your four years here? You have best Christmas movies in three different categories. Would you have to be fired if you didn't know all three categories? Do you know what they are? Best Christmas movies with real people. Right. Best Christmas movies where Christmas is only the backdrop, not really a Christmas theme, like Die Hard is not a, a per se Christmas movie. Yes, it's set at Christmas, but when there are murderous terrorists in the high-rise building and they need to be stopped by an unforgettable character who we will celebrate come Monday, that's not really in the spirit of the holiday season. That's a terrorist movie, right? So you got Christmas movies best with real people, Christmas movies where Christmas is only the backdrop and Christmas movies that are other kind of claymation, animation, not real people type stuff. Do you have over these four years, you have like a gold, silver, and bronze for each category? Probably, yeah. All right. Yeah. We, we, we may tap into that. You'll have to email those on Monday if you're not here to celebrate with us. Dickie V next hour, your calls too on the David Glenn Show. If my low and away curve that barely paints the black so frequently that nobody can hit it, you're going to tell me I got to throw change-ups, fastballs, and sliders all the time? Oh, it's too difficult to hit TTG's <laughs> low and away curveball. Wah, 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 wah. You're listening to The David Glenn Show.